Hello and welcome to a very special Think Positive in conversation session. I'm Rena, one of two student health project coordinators here at Think Positive and as part of Edinburgh Thrive's collaboration with Thrive London and Thrive New York and their celebration of World Mental Health Day, we're in conversation with Sally Nimmo. A mental health activist who's worked with CME and been an active proponent of spreading positivity about mental health. Specifically, in today's conversation, we'll be talking about how students might have relied on or used the arts to find some kind of solace during COVID-19. In general, we'll also be exploring the links between art and its positive benefits to mental health. So, Sally, thank you so much for joining us today. Hello. (laughs) How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Could you tell us a bit about yourself and how you came to be interested in the work that you do? Yeah, um, so I'm Sally. Um, I've just graduated from Glasgow School of Art where I was studying interaction design and I'm also a volunteer youth champion at CME Scotland. Uh, CME is a programme which aims to tackle mental health stigma and discrimination. I've been volunteering there for about I think it's about three years now, which is actually quite a long time. But I've had a lot of uh, opportunities just speaking about my personal like, lived experience of mental health problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found while I was at art school that a lot of the work that I was doing at CME started to influence the my creative sort of outputs and projects and stuff like that. So I've done a lot of sort of creative projects and videos interactive experiences about my experiences of anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. so it's been pretty cool to combine them both really. Mm. And what would you say has been the best experience of campaigning for you? Um, It's actually really hard to pick because I've had a lot of like really amazing opportunities I think like some of the sort of highlights are being on like the news been on tv and been on the radio and been interviewed Mm -hmm. and just like getting my sort of story out there which has been really nice, hopefully, like, to help other people. Um, I was also, like, a huge... Well, I, I was quite a big part of the Feels FM campaign um, that seen me run, I think it was last year. So I was involved in the sort of co-production of that and also doing a lot of media coverage around it, which yeah. was really nice. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Could you tell us a bit more about the Feels FM campaign and what that involved and uh, your role in that too? Um, Feels FM is... It's basically... We describe it as an emoji-powered jukebox for mental health. So it's a website that you can go on to. It's feelsfm.co.uk. And you can go on and basically you select an emoji and it will give you a playlist um, of the different songs that relate to that emoji. So all the emojis are different emotions, but there's also other like objects and stuff in there. You basically pick an emoji that describes your mood you're in and then it will generate a playlist based on that mood. It's a really cool tool, but we um, designed it so that we can try and encourage young people to talk about their mental health. That was the sort of main purpose of it. But it was also a campaign to sort of gather insights from young people about stigma and discrimination that they were experiencing. So when you're on the website, you were also asked like a question when it was generating your playlist and it gathered a lot of um, insights into barriers that young people faced and also ideas and how um, these barriers could be removed to allow young people to feel more comfortable in talking about their mental health. I was involved in a lot of the co-production sort of workshops so we're in the schools uh, 
I went to a lot of schools to like gather their ideas and stuff for the platform and I was also involved in more sort of specific focus groups just about how the um, platform would be designed and what tools and sort of like wee games and things like that you could put on it to make it more engaging so it was a really nice campaign to be involved in and it was really successful like a lot of young people used it and it's still a tool that's used in schools just now to like encourage positive conversations yeah and why radio what do you think is the positive connection between uh, music and mental health yeah i think like music's a really positive coping mechanism or um something that can make you feel better Mm -hmm. i found a lot of comfort in listening to music i'm a huge um, frightened rabbit fan and i absolutely love um their music and when i first started to become quite unwell um, which is probably about eight years ago, I started listening to Frightened Rabbit and I could relate to like the lyrics and it made me feel so much like less alone in what I was experiencing and also helped me understand what I was experiencing. And just the like, conversations that I've had with other young people and like and like making the Feels FM campaign found that a lot of other people had a lot like similar experiences and using music as a positive coping mechanism mm-hmm. so you can listen to, like if you're listening to sad music when you're sad it can make you feel better or if you want to listen to something upbeat to like change your mood or influence your mood like it's definitely like a really positive tool to use and you can get a lot out of listening to like lyrics and stuff like that yeah and it's interesting that you connected music to mood there as well uh was there any interesting insights from data or anything so was uh one emoji used more than another for instance that kind of thing I don't think we could really um, see how, what emojis were being picked. That was like one of the bits of data that um, we couldn't we, we couldn't like analyze. I don't think, but like the responses, um, there was a lot of like good ideas on how uh, stigma could be like removed yeah. or challenged. And I think like a lot of young people said that they didn't feel that they could speak to like adults about how they were feeling particularly like teachers whether they weren't being taken seriously and they were being dismissed so it was a lot of like responses based on that and part of the a bit of work that I created was a sort of data visualization of all the responses um so basically I used the responses to took like the waveforms off the songs and then I mapped the responses um from each question to these waveforms it's actually quite hard to describe without like having visuals and stuff like that but it was a really nice way of taking all the voices of like young people across Scotland and making sure that all their responses were there and heard mm. I think that was like quite a powerful tool mm. and a lot of the language like I was laughing at some of the language and the responses and things like that because some people maybe weren't taking it as seriously and but it so that kind of added to like the beauty of it that that is young people across Scotland. Um, but there was a lot of really interesting responses and it see me compared the report and it used they used that to like influence policies and stuff um going forward and like also like inform some of the stuff happening in the Scottish government, which was actually really powerful. Like it's good that young people's voices were heard through that campaign I think that was the most important thing yeah definitely and I think that radio has a unique ability to kind of uplift uh, voices who were commonly at the fringes of society giving them that kind of platform to really air their beautiful and diverse views Um, and I wonder what do you think 
uh, are the benefits of radio on mental health? We know that loneliness is such a big issue affecting millions. Do you think that radio creates a kind of pseudo community and can bring people together? I definitely think it brings a lot of people together. Um, I think music is a good talking point. That's what was so powerful about like using music was that it encouraged you to have a conversation about mental health, but in a way that you weren't sometimes directly talking about it. Like it opened up a start of the conversation because everybody like sort of listens to music. Well, most people listen to music, and it's just a good sort of common starting point. I think that's why it was so powerful. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it does bring people together. Yeah, and you touched upon your tech involvement there, and uh, you've also done some work on bringing together technology and mental health, right? Uh, could you tell us a bit about your amazing app that you've developed? Yeah, um, so when I was in my, I think it was second year at art school, I uh, was unfortunately experiencing quite a lot of sort of difficulties communicating um what I was experiencing with my mental health to my tutors, um, which led to like panic attacks and just generally not having the best experience at uni. So in order to like try and better communicate what I was experiencing, I created an application, like an iPhone application that was basically a augmented reality app that communicated this anxious thoughts and feelings that I was experiencing walking into a building. Um, walking into the university building because I had a lot of issues like with doors for some reason like I think a door for me is a barrier between safety and a potentially anxiety inducing situation so basically as you walk through the the building you've pointed them your phone um, camera at different triggers so it was like the Glasgow School of Art sign outside my building or um, some of the uh, signage next to the lift and as you started to like walk through the building towards the studio door the thoughts and the feelings and the noises and stuff through the app got louder and louder and that represented a lot of like what I was experiencing so like mm-hmm. things that I was experiencing were like I was paranoid about like being covered in sweat because I, I start to sweat when I get anxious mm-hmm. and also things like um I can't remember what else it was like I was putting too much pressure on myself and stuff that just all the sort of thoughts and horrible thoughts and stuff that I was experiencing mm-hmm. um I did. I found it really therapeutic to create something like that because, um, although it makes you feel quite vulnerable, I think it's really important to get communicate like some of the stuff that's happening, especially when it is anxiety and it's not been taken seriously. I think it did help my tutors to an extent to like appreciate like what I was experiencing a bit more. I think they just th- maybe thought that I was a wee bit nervous. And that's not what anxiety is. It's a really overpowering sensation and it can take over everything that you are currently experiencing. It's so overwhelming, especially I, I took a couple of panic attacks when I was going into uni. So once you start to take panic attacks, it just adds and just mounts up to be more and more and more of an issue. Um, but yeah, but I think like one of the main things that made like made me want to like create the work was that one of my tutors told me to leave my anxiety at the door and I was like it's quite unhelpful but he didn't say it like maliciously he it was more like he wanted me to feel comfortable coming into university and to feel okay and that for things to not feel like it was such a threat and I could appreciate that but it was also sort of dismissing what it was I was experiencing so I think that was quite a nice way to 
to communicate that, especially creating work around doors. And that was where I was supposed to believe in my anxiety. But yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a really beautiful way of visualising feelings, which like can often be quite abstract. Um, did students get to use the app or yeah, what were the kind of next steps for you with that? Um, it was only like a sort of four week project, so I didn't really have a lot of um, opportunity to do that. But I did put it up on sort of social media for different social media takeovers and just like my personal social media. Um, and I got like quite a lot of responses from people who said that they'd experienced similar things, mm-hmm. but not just like going into university, it was also like going into school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people could relate to the sort of themes and the visuals and the, the audio that I had created and I think that was quite powerful. I think if I had somebody else had made it and I had like seen it, I think I, I would have felt a lot of comfort in it that I wasn't the only person experiencing that because I think anxiety makes you feel so isolated in like how you feel and you feel like everybody else around you is coping fine and that doesn't like help the situation. Mm. did you find it therapeutic to create the app yeah it was definitely therapeutic I think like up until that point I had created like work related to mental health but from a more impersonal approach that was the first time that I'd ever made something like about my experiences um it was quite scary doing it like and we had all crits and stuff like that at uni um and actually showing it for the first time was quite daunting but I think the sort of benefits of doing it outweighed all the sort of vulnerability and it definitely gave me like a lot of confidence to continue like creating work from a more personal approach because I do think it can be such a therapeutic way of like processing like how you're feeling but also helping other people to understand exactly how you're feeling I think there is so much benefit in that. Yeah definitely and like we've heard so many reports of Uh, young people experiencing isolation especially during the lockdown and anything that just kind of um, gives them that sense of understanding can only be a good thing so that sounds amazing. So the theme of this year's Thrive Festival is how the arts have supported students through COVID-19 and you actually started uh, an art project at the beginning of lockdown right? Yeah I started Um, sewing. Like, I think after, like, uni finished, I was at a loose end. Uni finished quite abruptly for me. We didn't get the full opportunity. Like, they they basically just assessed us and what we'd done up until that point, which was quite disappointing because we had, I think, two months left. Um, So having that, like, working so hard on it and it just basically being in your final year it just sort of consumes your life and to have that like abruptly end was quite like a shock I think Mm -hmm. um we also had like our degree show and stuff um we couldn't have that obviously because of um lockdown so we had a lot of sort of stuff changed um and rearranged and stuff like that so it was quite disappointing and I really felt the impact of that Mm -hmm. um so I started sewing I had a, I got a sewing machine for like my 21st birthday and I never properly used it. I'd like done bits and bobs um, with it, but I got a dungarees pattern online um, and I made my first pair of dungarees out of quilt cover, <laughs> which was an experience in itself. And since then, like I've started um, making dungarees for other people and started a wee sort of business, which was really exciting. Mm-hmm. But it just helped me to be able to replace that, the, the sort of creative project 
in my life, especially like with it, like things ending so abruptly, and it's definitely benefited my mental health. It's given me like a bit of a sort of purpose when I can't do things that I normally would have done. Like I can't go to the gym and I can't really see my friends as much. Um, it's like there's limits to like how many people you can see. So it definitely gave me something to focus on, which has helped me like massively with um, my mental health. And I've heard other people doing sort of similar things with creative art, like picking up lockdown skills or um, just basically doing sort of similar things. So yeah. Yeah, I can completely relate. It was like a similar thing for me during lockdown. Like I found myself always reaching for the like creative outlets and it was really just something that would help take my mind off what was going on outside and just like calm myself and channel all that energy I had that I wasn't able to normally if I'd just be able to go for a walk. Was it a similar thing for you where you just kind of, yeah, wanted to rely on that creativity to help you channel your energy? Yeah, definitely. I think it was so easy to get caught up in the news and like, um, just, I think it was quite a surreal, I think everybody felt it was such a surreal experience being in like lockdown. I know we're still in sort of lockdown, there's restrictions, but when it was like the full lockdown, it was really surreal. A lot of the things that you took for granted were taken away from you. And it was so easy to get caught up in like the, the severity of the situation and be worried about it because you're start you're worried about like your friends and your family and just them keeping well and stuff. And then the statistics coming in and not knowing how lo- how long the lockdown was going to be for. So I think it definitely like having something else to focus on um, helps you escape mentally from it. I definitely felt that. And I think like my mum, she was loving her jigsaws she's still loving her jigsaws just now and she started crocheting and stuff like that and then you get taken away to like a sort of different place and then I think you realise that then when you start to think like this is a pandemic we're in you sort of get hit again with like what what it is we're sort of dealing with and the sort of consequences of it and stuff so yeah and what do you think we can learn from the lockdown in terms of how we support students do you think um universities and colleges in Scotland would benefit from incorporating more arts-based activities into their courses for instance? Yeah definitely I think university is such a such a demanding and mentally quite draining experience at times like it is great and you learn like a lot of new things and there's a lot of like brilliant things about being at university I think it's really important for unis to sort of promote self-care and that could be like using skills or activities that you enjoy because I think when I was at university I was just constantly doing university work I wasn't having a break which probably didn't help my mental health at all so I think like university should definitely like encourage students to take time out to have, to enjoy other activities um, and the benefits of that. I do think there should generally there should be like a, a lot more sort of mental health awareness at university. Mm-hmm. I do think that like my experience wasn't particularly great. I experienced a lot of um, stigma and probably discrimination when I was at university which was unfortunate but like I think that can be helped massively by like just more education, like training for tutors, um, and also like maybe sort of classes or like wellbeing classes and stuff for students. I think there could be like a sort of bigger drive for that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that is to come. To be honest, but definitely, like I think there is. You should be 
shouldn't should be encouraged to take time out and explore things that aren't like their studies yeah I completely agree and I think it's so important to um, encourage students to do that as well like to balance their time and not feel guilty as well for taking time out for doing something other than those studies and like art is a form of self-care and you need to nourish that creativity Um, yeah it's so important but how have you find the transition uh, from university to uh, life I guess I think like doing that in lockdown was really difficult um this definitely had such a negative impact on my mental health it's just obviously unfortunate that everybody that's graduated over the summers came out of university into or college like coming out or even school as well coming out into a world where there isn't as much opportunity or the opportunities are way different than what you could have ever imagined um I've really felt challenges with that um there's not like a lot of jobs going about um or opportunities that you would usually have once you leave and that can have such a huge impact on your your mental well-being especially after working so hard on like your degree or your college and stuff I think it's not a particularly nice place to be at the moment yeah and have you had any support from the university or was it just kind of a case of oh you've graduated that's that's kind of it now a bit of both um I think it was difficult to engage with um a lot of the support that was given to us because it was at the start of lockdown they put like quite a bit of effort into that but I don't think students were in the best mindset to be able to use that Mm -hmm. unfortunately because obviously everybody was dealing with personal circumstances and things changing and dealing with the fact that we were in the middle of a pandemic and we couldn't leave our houses for a lot of the time like I think like there was support there but I didn't use it because I wasn't able to mentally like deal with it it wasn't really what I was thinking about Mm -hmm. at the time I do feel unfortunately quite let down by um, university as well because we've not we don't really know what's happening with our graduation um we the looks of it we're not going to get a physical graduation and see things like that that's quite a huge thing it's, it's mm-hmm. a rite of passage in your life to actually walk across the stage and yeah. graduate and to have that sort of taken away from you is quite a big thing like I don't know I don't think I'm going to have like a graduation photo and stuff like that like that's not a nice thing to need to to cope with and to like process um but we don't really know what's happening either and I think like it's not really MB's fault like I think communication like both sides of like students and university wasn't the best but everybody was dealing with like changing circumstances that were huge like people's working lives were completely different and those like trying to navigate like moving everything online and mm-hmm. also like I can't imagine this sort of issues and things like that that came up because of covid yeah and you mentioned the shift to technology there did you find that taking up sewing was a welcome relief uh to kind of getting away from technology for a while yeah definitely like i think at the start of lockdown um i really struggled to sort of participate in zoom calls and stuff like i don't particularly love being on the phone like that's something that i've not like enjoyed like ever really so having to have all my communication like out with my house online I found it really difficult to engage in that and I also found it quite draining as well because mm-hmm. I think for me personally like speaking to somebody online can be quite I don't know it's a bit more staged it's not as like 
organic as having a conversation with somebody in person and I was finding that quite exhausting. I spoke to quite a lot of people about that as well and they all felt the sort of same. I think it took more out of you but also you were adjusting to the fact that this was your only way of communicating with other people. Um, but yeah, Zone so definitely did take away that sort of pressure of needing to speak to people and it gave me like a break away from like the sort of loneliness of being yourself and stuff. It definitely did. It's helped me massively. That's nice. And what are your next plans for your sewing projects? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. I'm really enjoying making dungarees because I love dungarees. Um, but I'm just sort of taking it as it comes. I might start like exploring tie-dye and stuff like that, but I don't know how happy my mum's going to be with me tie-dying. <laughs> tie-dye's back. The 90s are having a revival. Yeah, definitely back. So... I'm going to like maybe try stuff like that. But I'm just taking it as it comes, just making sure that I'm going to continue to enjoy it because at the moment it is my sort of escape and it's the thing that's helping me like with my mental health. That sounds amazing. Well, Sally, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you about this topic. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>